I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. The HIV epidemic is not over. HIV is still here. The face of HIV is so diverse. The biggest thing to reduce HIV stigma is just to talk about it testing and PrEP and HIV treatment and how effective it is today. Undetectable equals untransmittable. Whether you're positive or negative, there's not a wrong door. Whether it's testing or whether it's treatment, do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about HIV testing, treatment, and prevention at doitforyoumc.org. Hey, Rush Nation, before we get to today's show, which is an absolute banger, trust me on this, I want to tell you about the fantasy football playbook. Murph and I have been working really hard, blood, sweat and tears have been pushed into our first publication. It's a book about fantasy football. Shock, this is a fantasy football podcast, but it's got strategy guides for all formats, rookie player profile reviews, Murph's PAS metric, which is exclusive to the podcast and the book. Head over to fiveyardrush.co.uk into the shop and go buy yourself the Fantasy Football Playbook. Hey everyone, Scott Hansen here from NFL Red Zone. I hope you're checking out one hour of Five Yard Rush, one of the best podcasts on NFL football in the UK. Hey, what's happening, Rush Nation? It's your boy Stocks. Flying solo. I've got the controls to the Five Yard Falcon. I'm on my own. It's time for Lock It Down. It's Fridays. This is my new seg. For those of you that read the article series last year, I hope it helped you. For those new to the series, new to this podcast that links to my Friday article called Lock It Down, surprise, surprise, welcome aboard. Good to have you with us. The whole principle, I suppose, of Lock It Down is to suggest three wide receivers that necessarily aren't surefire starts even though perhaps you drafted them to be and I'm not saying to sit them by no means do I mean you have to sit them but some cases they will be a sit because they face a really difficult cornerback matchup sometimes it will just be a don't take their points total for granted maybe expect a little bit less production and sometimes it will just be a pure fade and be like nah I don't want any of that and the stats should hopefully back it up 
And uh, if you if you are looking forward to perhaps this as an audio form as opposed to an article because you're not a reader, then that's good. If you want to read and listen to the podcast, then it will just be me talking. So if it gets boring, let us know at Five Yard Rush on Twitter. I can make it faster. I can make it slower. I do tend to speak pretty quickly. So this week, if you've seen the article which dropped at 7 a.m. this morning, you will have seen the three receivers. I'm going to go into a bit of depth on each of them. It, like I said, it's going to be a short pod won't keep you too long i know you're all busy on a friday especially like today when the sun is out so today's first player we're talking about is Devonte parker now yes he balled out last year but his schedule is frightening at the first nine games are week one is the patriots week two is the bills week three is the jaguars week four are the seahawks week five are the 49ers Week 6 is the Broncos, week 7 is the Chargers, week 8 is the Rams, and week 9 is the Cardinals. But obviously we're talking about this week, week 1 versus the New England Patriots. He'll get Stephen Gilmore. Now last season, he took Stephen Gilmore to town, but that is a one-off. New England Patriots only gave up 25.9 fantasy points per game to opposing wideouts, and only once did a player blow up against them, and that happened to be Devontae Parker. Ryan Fitzpatrick and Parker linked up big time in Foxborough last year and blew the Patriots away. Can we see that happening again? Probably not. That loss to the Dolphins cost the Patriots the bye week in the playoffs. Bill Belichick, yes, he's lost starters on the defense, but he's the kind of guy who will be scheming all offseason for this one game, trying to get back at the Dolphins and Fitzpatrick. And I just can't see Devontae Parker having success against Stefan Gilmore. I think... The fact that they only gave up 13 touchdowns last year and had 25 interceptions is good news for Gilmore, bad news for Parker. Parker is a boom-bust player, as we know anyway. Last season was his explosion, but I think that we may have seen the best of Devontae Parker at the beginning of la- at the end of last season and the beginning of this season could be a- now what I would suggest for Parker is to go out week 7-8 try and trade for him when his value is super low because he then in week 10 and 11 gets the Jets back to back after a bye in the middle so he could blow up against the Jets because by then the Jets could be in full tank mode sorry Tom Devontae Parker now the fact that he is currently on the injury report along with Preston Williams is bad news. Devontae Parker currently has a hamstring injury. Injury probably a bit strong, but he is, has a hamstring niggle. And when you consider he's going up against the number one graded corner by PFF and he's got a hamstring niggle and you've got Bill Belichick scheming, I just don't want anything to do with Devontae Parker this week. In half PPR, I have him down as my... Well, here we go. I'm scrolling down and I haven't found him yet. And I still haven't found him. And there he is at number 47. So I have him pretty low. Murph has him at 40. So I'm not super low on him. Murph is only seven spots higher than me. So if you're worried about Devontae Parker, we both are too. And if you can afford to sit him this week, I would. Moving on to number two. As you may be aware, I tend to pick players that you would like to start. And this one is no exception. He had pretty good hype in the offseason. I think all of them did. And that's Sterling Shepard and the rest of the Giants wide receivers. Now they go up against the Steelers defense on Monday night. And as we saw at the end of last year, the Steelers defense is good. And I mean really good. People are projecting them to be a top three defense. Some even have them as the number one. I don't blame them. They've got players all over the field who can play. They've got Minka Fitzpatrick for the full year. They've just paid Cameron Hayward. 
They've got TJ Watt, who has now got defensive line and linebacker eligibility on sleeper. So if you're playing IDP, get hold of him stat, although the season started. So, you know, you've probably drafted, but if you can trade for TJ Watt and get a good deal in a in an IDP league where points matter, TJ Watt, I think, is going to go off this year. Last season for the Giants was up and down at the wide receiver position. They had Sterling Shepard, who wasn't fit. They had tight end Devin Ingram, who wasn't fit. Darius Slayton balled out the rookie when he had to, but that was probably because he was the only cow in the field. Golden Tate, banned for the first four games. Then he was banged up. They all produced when needed to, but they never produced together. Don't forget, you've also got Saquon Barkley there. Now they're all fit. I mean, it actually turns out that Golden Tate has a hamstring niggle, same as Devontae Parker, so might not be on the field Sunday. However, Sterling Shepard is going to be and I think when you when you bring Pittsburgh's pass rush compared with their coupled sorry with their secondary you, it's it's just trouble and I think Danny Dimes is going to find himself on the floor six seven times they could get seven sacks they could get two takeaways they're going to sit so many hurries on Danny Dimes even though they've upgraded their offensive line I think with Fitzpatrick moving around the secondary and then you've got Joe Hayden who I don't know whether he'll shadow Sterling Shepard but if it even if he's just in coverage on one side of the field, Sterling Shepard could be in trouble because of how quickly Danny Dimes is going to have to get rid of that football. And I just don't think it gives Shepard the, the time he needs to let his route develop. Now, I've got Sterling Shepard as my wide receiver 43 this week. So again, like Parker, he's low. And I've got him scoring just 12.3 fantasy points in half PPR. I think you should set your expectations low for week one for Sterling Shepard and the rest of the Giants, considering that you possibly might need points from them for your fantasy lineup Monday night. I'm not a fan of relying on people Monday night, especially when they are the underdogs in the game. So if you can afford to play somebody else in place of Sterling Shepard, then do. Murph also has a, him as a sit in his start sit. Well, he's got all the wide receivers from New York as sits. So if you, if you can afford to sit him this week, I would. Going forward, Sterling Shepard... Could be good if Danny Dimes can live up to the hype that we expect, but they take on a Steelers team this week that gave up just 30 fantasy points to opposing teams' wide receivers last year per game. Now, that could have been because the Steelers were always chasing the game due to the quarterback carousel that was going on in Pittsburgh or the fact that their defense was so good, teams just couldn't keep up with them. Now, I like Sterling Shepard for the rest of the season, but I think this week I would sit him if I had the choice to. And then on to number three. It's Newt Hopkins. He's going up against San Francisco. That should be enough. Richard Sherman was pretty high grading last year for PFF. And I think he was definitely in top 10, if not top five. He only patrols one side of the field. But the rest of that San Francisco defense is so good that Sherman can afford to just stay on one side of the field. Now, you drafted Newt Hopkins pretty high. And I'm not saying don't start him this week. But the fact that he's joined Cliff Kingsbury's team who operate the air raid system it worries me massively on nuke the system they never hyper focus on one receiver they spread it about yes two receivers in the cardinals last year went over 100 but that was it they both got to 108 109 and that was christian kirk and larry fitz larry fitz got 109 christian kirk got 108 and that is not enough to put up huge numbers as a wide receiver one Since 2015, Hopkins has had at least 150 targets a year. In 2015, he had 192, and in 2017, he had 174. Now, if you imagine he takes a 30% drop in season-long receptions, that would be a loss of about 80 fantasy points for Nuke. That puts him at around 120, 
115 targets, sorry. If you drop 80 points off of his finish last year, that puts him at wide receiver 30 for the year in PPR. Now, I'm not saying Nuke isn't talented enough to prove me wrong, but if he does drop 30% of his targets, he's going to average around 13 fantasy points per game. That's not ideal for your wide receiver one. I've got him as my wide receiver 54 this week, and I could see him even laying an egg if San Francisco get ahead and just shut down the Cardinals' offense. Now, the Cardinals' offense is slated to be good this year, and I appreciate that Nuke Hopkins is one of the best receivers in the league. All I'm saying is that he won't get the targets he got when he was in Houston, and that is going to severely hamper his production. He could get into the end zone twice and prove me super wrong here, guys, but I'm not high on Nuke. I'm not high on Shepard, and I'm not high on Devontae Parker. If you can sit the first two, I would. I know you drafted Nuke high, and you're going to want to start him, but if you do start him, then you're going to have to temper expectations this week. If he gets the 13 fantasy points, I think you've done well. That's it, Rush Nation. That's it, Lockdown this week. Let me know what you think on Twitter at 5 Rush. Don't forget to check out the article over at 5yardrush.co.uk, along with all the other articles we've dropped this week and are dropping going forward, two or three a day, looking to get you up to speed and winning those first few weeks. But for me, flying solo in the 5-yard Falcon. Until next week, Rush Nation, as always, don't forget, keep rushing. to sexual health, just as much as physical and mental health. We want to make it easier for folks to find resources. However they engage with us, there's no wrong door. So it's important that people are able to get access to care that is affirming. Talking about what their sex life is, about their concerns, and to make sure they're healthy. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your sexual health matters. Visit doitforyoumc.org. 